0: The Bridge Radio Radio Porn with Porn Witte Jook Radio
1: The Bridge Radio
2: commercial interruptions The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams and Spiro Agnew to eat hog confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary The revolution will not be televised NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29th district. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of
3: Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life. Hello, welcome to the Bridge Radio once again. Um, this is Steve, and um, we are on a program today with my colleague Nana? And, Nana, and today we will be presenting you with uh, some of the materials and recordings we've made that we've collected together. And um, today we will be talking about privileges. And
4: yeah, so today's theme, today's theme, is going to be. Today's theme is going to be about working together and how to work together in groups consisting of people with very different privileges and how to navigate those privileges and finding ways of working together where we break with white supremacy. And if you didn't get it, um, this is uh, the Bridge Radio sending live from FSK. And for those who don't know what the Bridge Radio is, we will just give a little introduction to this.
3: Yeah, the Bridge Radio is a a radio of migrant collaboration with um, non-citizens and non-citizens in Copenhagen, where it's based in Copenhagen. And our aim is to bring the voices of movements of people of the oppressed that do not have the opportunity to be able to express themselves or bring their voices into the mainstream. So today we, the radio, sort of tries to bring their voices. As much as it wouldn't be brought into the main medias.
4: And so for this program today, um, it's actually going to be a Syria that we will be sending throughout the next month around this topic of working together across privilege. But for this um, program today, we have been finding different archive recordings and we have collected wishes for songs and also we found some. Text pieces that we thought could be an opening of this topic, and shed light of the on the different aspects of it. And in the coming programs that we also hope you'll follow, we will hopefully be inviting some of the groups, um, some of the activist groups in Hamburg to to have a conversation with us around this.
3: Yeah, in Hamburg, we will be ha- having some activists from Hamburg, from Copenhagen, trying to contribute to this um, topic of working together because with the recordings and the top, the issues we've been having and discussions, we have also come to realize that this is an issue that is persistent of among groups of privileges, navigating privileges. So today we hope that somehow with our talk that this can help people in navigating or being aware of privileges in the group.
4: Yeah so we feel that it's very it's something very present in our everyday of working together and therefore we also find it very important to take this up and actually articulate it so we can so we can become stronger in working together and create create more awareness in the groups. So but before we go on we will just play a little bit more of this song that you were just hearing. It's uh, by Jill Scott Heron and it's called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised.
3: So stay tuned. So stay tuned.
4: Okay, so to introduce this program um, about working together across privileges, we wrote a little um, introduction text that we would like to read for you that somehow frames this theme.
3: Um, Today, yeah, today on this program, we are going to be presenting you with, we are going to be talking about privileges, as I have mentioned earlier. So this program, the Bridge Radio is going to be focusing on working together in political activism groups. in with different, different positions in our privileges given to, the, given to all by na- nation state, um, this program will try to focus on ways to heal dismantle, dissolve and decolonize privilege white supremacy racism and discrimination in activism spaces the ignorance and privilege of nation-state aims to destabilize and strike everywhere in our social society today, which has everything to do with a dominant colonial culture. This colonial culture even appears in groups that aims to work in anti-fascist and anti-racist, groups. This program intends to articulate discourse and find ways to de- navigate around these privileges and working together.
4: Decolonizing racism, fascism and discrimination is an everyday practice. You do not break it once, but it's a process of an everyday life. Because we have grown up in a racist, discriminative society, society structures that intends to divide us. So how can we attempt to navigate privileges? How do we work together in subversive ways? How do we break with existing power structures?
3: This program will also, these programs or series will of Bridge Radio will also be guesting FSK, and um, we'll be hearing reflections on challenges of working together from activists and people of migrant backgrounds, women and political groups, and political spaces, um, where this colonization mindset is often very present.
4: We hope by putting focus on this issue of working together across different uh, nation-state privileges, that we will help activists and individuals become more aware of our different positions of privilege, along with finding a sustainable, suitable way to coexist in social and activist spaces the Bridge Radio.
3: So we have also, why we are also talking about this is because we know quite well that from the discussions we'll be present to you that these things are quite present. So we also hope that you'll be educating yourself through these discussions and through these interviews we've had. Um, Look at yourself and see if it's also the same thing you're also going through. So
4: And of course it's important to say that from where we speak it's from also, the experience from working in groups uh, in Copenhagen, and now we bring this to a context of Hamburg, where of course things might be different. Or, I mean, it's just to say that some of these inputs we come with is some aspects of a big discussion. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, that if we are to in any way move forward in these spaces, that we have to find a means to coexist. So we also think that this program is very, very important, and we also hope that we we all get educated through this process.
4: Okay, so before we go on, we have another song that we want to play for, play for you, and it's by our colleague and friend called Hazel Soja, um, who also is a member of the Bridge Radio, and uh, who makes his own music, all that this music you will be hearing is, is himself who sings. Uh, he produces the beat and it's all recorded, um, at least from what I know, in, in uh, he's in the asylum system, so he recorded all of it while he's been there.
3: It's also to say that, yes, asylum seekers do have a life, they do have dreams. So these particular songs says, keep up dreams is also to other people who live in the camps who are going through the tough times of migration right now. We also have a colleague and uh, a friend who is, who is also in the same situation and who is trying to make it, uh, tell people to keep up the dreams. And as he is also trying to, with the little effort, uh, with the little uh, resources that he has. Um, so we're also asking you from with the song today to also keep up dreams.
4: Yeah, so with the song we also send a thought to our friend Hazel Soja. We hope you'll enjoy it.
5: Gotta keep up all the time. I am sure i am because i got to keep up. Hey, gotta wanna keep up. I'm scared to give up, I'm scared to give up. Mmm, man, I'm caught up in my head. Everybody caught up, everybody caught up in the web. Mm-hmm, so. I Keep up, they wanna keep up. We who we are thinking who really I am? Cause I can't keep up all the time, and all the dreams are flowing in my head. And it's over. So you know what? So I save some for you, I yeah, Cause I gotta stop. keep up, I hey, gotta keep up, and every dream come I share yeah, 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 cause I gotta keep up, I gotta keep up, every dream I share. i Yeah, 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 baby. Never seen a we are kings. In our dreams, we are the rulers, we are the kings, we are the rulers, yeah, yeah. We wake up, we roll out, we chase that dream before the sun down. We make it, we use it, we won't give up, cause that's, how, that's how the dream, we are the rulers. This is the way how we caught up, keep up again and head up. Keep up again and yeah, yeah, these are the dreams, we are the rulers. This is the way how we caught up, keep up again and head up. Keep up again I got to keep up and got to keep up in every dream come share your yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: This is Bridge and uh, once again, and um, we are back. And that was uh, Hezbollah Soja, Keep Up Dreams. And I hope you we all keep up our own dreams, because it's very important to all the time keep up your dreams.
4: So the next thing we will be playing for you is a small clip uh, from a talk by Hector Aristizabal, who's a Colombian pra- practitioner of what is called Theater of the Oppressed. And it's a transformative and political type of theater to create imagination and enact alternative responses to oppression. So in this two-minute selection that we are going to play for you, it's from a longer talk called Imagining Peace from 2016, where Hector, he talks about the importance of healing.
3: Yeah, and today we really why we think this piece is very important is also because we think the process of healing we need very much in the groups, the process of understanding each other, the process of talking to each other is very, very important. And this is one of the reasons we have played this because it's quite what it's referring to. In order to be able to understand, to be able to be involved in the same space, you have to be able to heal together, understand each other. So we hope you also enjoy this clip a little bit.
6: One of the biggest challenges right now for us, challenges in the world, is healing. And you guys also have a lot of healing to do. <laughs> this is not just about the third world. I mean, your ancestors participated at least in, just to mention one thing, in the transportation of slaves not many years ago. And you uh, benefit from, from those, the privilege of all the wealth that this brought to this country. Uh, So I feel that all of us have something to do, something to participate, by becoming aware of the things that we enjoy today and what it means for the rest of the world. Now, with the migration of people from Africa and from the Middle East, you are faced with this. These are consequences of our colonial policies, or in this case, your colonial policies. And it's very easy to say, well, those were my ancestors, or were people that I don't know who they were. I didn't do that. But you are benefiting from that. So this is not about being feeling guilty, because that doesn't help anyone, not you, not anyone in the world. It's about what do I do with this privilege? And I think that when people like you awake, you are able to promote and to give and to create amazing things. All of you have amazing power, and the world is just... Uh, a very wide place to do things with people, to, to work with people, not to do it for them. That's insulting. But to work with people, like we heard some of the examples today.
3: So that was one of the clips we wanted to play for you, in the sense, in order to try to understand this privilege and healing. Why we thought the process of healing is important is also because we think that in order to understand what has put people in their... The positions of um let's uh, let's call it um state uh, privilege that the state has sort of created why we think it's important in order to understand the mindset of people you're trying to help or you're trying to work with that we all need to heal together that we all need to be able to go through the past and deal with it together in order to understand where we are today, so we think this issue of um, Mr. Hector is very very important that people take that into perspective
4: so and yeah when we work together in these groups um, it's this healing is, uh, is, is important both amongst those who will benefit from being on the side of the oppressor where he also say here amongst others it's to moving beyond guilt Uh, And also for those on the oppressed side. Uh, And also amongst these two different positions in order to work together, to create change together in groups Um, comprised of people with different positionality.
3: Because we also understand that being in the position of being oppressed or being in the position of being oppressed, none of this is a good feeling to have. Uh, having the feeling that either your ancestors, somebody you used to be related to was doing something very awful and somehow you have to bear responsibility for this being called out for it, being pointed at for this is very very offensive. So how can we are trying to find a means so that we can all together be able to talk about it, to be able to deal with it without one person or the other side getting offended or being uh, depressed. So we have to find a means so that we can deal with it together. And work together in the same space because at the end of the day it's all we have.
4: And so I think also one of the questions, at least that arises in this for me, it's about um definitely healing is needed. Um but then the question becomes what's like what is the way of doing this healing? Is it something that should happen which I think is also something we will we would love we would like to investigate further in the program. But is this healing something that happens or should happen in more separatist spaces between different groups or is it something that is like a more uh common process that we should do together because I guess coming from these different sides also what what is required of you or what you need to do it's it's gonna be different uh, ways of doing this. Mm
3: so so we'll be taking you more along the program so as we go more along the program I hope we all get an understanding Uh, today we will not be having the phones open in order to talk have an open discussion but uh, more as we go into the series of this program there is going to be that opportunity to also have uh, a a, a dialogue with (coughs) other people so today and uh, now we'll be bringing you on a song and after that uh, we'll be also be bringing you other recordings and um, interviews we have. So stay tuned and...
4: So this song that we'll be hearing is by Aretha, Aretha Franklin and it's called Respect.
0: Radio, Radio the
3: Radio
1: Bridge Radio. 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 Radio.
3: Radio. 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 Okay, we are back, and now we'll be bringing you on um, another recording by uh, one of our reporters, um, Katrina, and, and colleague, um, Mrs. Katrina. And you will be hearing an interview from her and um, Latoya, Latoya, Spain, who is... Um,
4: who is a musician, an activist, an artist. <coughs> so this also is about the same topic. Uh, and it was recorded during a conference that took place in Aalborg in Denmark. And this clip is um, 15 minutes.
3: Yeah, this, this uh, particular... Um, clip is also talking about the uh, the role many of us get to take in political movements or in um in struggles or social movements and um what's, how this particular position some, somehow seem to deprive the movement from moving forward some of the times and pulling it backward so you've been hearing from Latoya
0: The Bridge Radio, Radio Poland, Radio
1: Aljasr, Radio The Bridge Radio.
7: This is The Bridge Radio. You're listening to an interview with an activist called Latoya Manly Spain. She's from Germany and she's a migration activist. This interview was done in, in relation to a conference in Olbo. It's a part of a world tour called Let Fear Go, where different migrant, self-organized migrant groups in Germany are going around and speaking to people about struggling and how to keep up the fight and let the fear go. In this interview, Latoya Mani Spain is going to talk about how to be a good ally in the refugee struggle. She's not only an activist, she's also the front singer in the Berlin-based jazz ensemble Ballet. the music playing in this piece is um, a song she made called Buddies Will Be Back, and it was used under the struggle in Germany, the migrant struggle for, for the right to work and to stay.
8: Buddies will be back, we'll be back, Buddies will be back, we'll be, back, will be back, back. There will be some time that Buddies will be back. There will be some time that we will start from the streets around with crazy people and mongrels, rubbers and hookers we meet. Because
9: we It's very important to realize this is not about generosity. It's not about charity. It's not about we in the West or we Europeans or we Danish, we are doing a good thing now. That's not the point. The point is to realize that right now, all these problems which we talked about, often we look at them and we say, oh, that's their problem the refugee problem. But we forget if our policies, if our situation were not the way they were, she wouldn't have a problem.
10: Yeah.
9: Every, every day consistently people travel to other so-called third world countries and they live there. They don't have a problem. So the other way around, I would like us to start seeing today, like it's not a refugee problem, it's a problem in the system of my country. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem in a democratic society. So this is very important also to realize, and then we, can, we have to use that in thinking, I'm an activist, what do I want to change? So your change is not mainly to help, but to change your system. Here where we are, this system has to be changed, because it does not work. It, does not, it doesn't work with human rights, We we have the human rights there, which were written in Geneva, not in in Africa, which says every human being has the right to move. Every human being has a right to work. Every human being has a right to join the family. They are there, all these human rights, but they are not being implemented when it comes to certain people are excluded. As soon as you cross the border, human rights are given to some and not to others. So this, I think, is the biggest solidarity which is needed from um, 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 non-refugees, non-migrants. This is the biggest uh, um, 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 call for action which we would like. Look at your system and try to change it.
8: Because this is the place of our desires and we will never leave. Because the air is stifling us. Yes, the air is stifling us. Wait a minute. Take a minute a minute, take a minute and breathe. Wait a minute, stop a minute, take a deep, deep breath and breathe. Pasta air is stiffling us and we will never leave.
9: In Hamburg, for example, with Lampedusa in Hamburg, we had a lot of um, problem with interference. So we had like people were willing to support. After it became, we were actually surprised. I remember the first demonstration we had at uh, Rat House. We were like maybe the group and maybe ten other people. But later, through the self, self, um, self, um, self-organization, the group itself decided we are going to the Rat House. The group itself decided we want to set up a camp. If they had consulted with other activists who had been there for a long time, or other Germans, we would have said, no, don't do it because uh, it is a big risk, and this and that. They took the initiative, they took the risk, and people were so moved by the stories. A lot of German people in society did not really realize uh, what these whole refugee laws were, although people like me have been fighting for 20 years. But still, it, had not, it, it was not enough. It was not visible for them. But when a cap was set off in Hoppenhof, it was clear, what is this? Mm. So that was something which really educated the society more than 20 <coughs> years demonstration, 20 years writing, 20 years whatever. And I think this is important to realize, OK, people make their decisions of how they want to struggle. And we can only accept <coughs> or support them, but not interfere. Because sometimes we feel we know it better.
8: Some time
9: that buddies will be back.
8: There will be some time there will be no genders or there will be lots of them and we will take revenge. There will be some time that we will rise above the bad wires, above our shortcomings, our uncertainty, our contradiction, our ambitions, rise above the talents, above the failure of defeats, the arrogance of the victory, our sad feelings must rise above the cultures we
9: have lost there will be some time that bodies will be back at the moment there are about 1 billion people who are refugees displaced people all over the world Um, about 86 percent of these people are not in europe also important to 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 bear in mind is like most of these people, majority of them, are brown and black people. So, when we're thinking of of, um, solidarity, working together, I think it's also very important to educate ourselves about the issues, to educate ourselves about the history, and to find out um, exactly why are people forced to flee? What are the reasons why people are forced to leave their country? So when you are working together with a group, it's important to know also the group you are working with. What are their cultures? What are their needs? What are their histories? We have to bear in mind, like a lot of the history which we are being given, is is only one-sided. Yeah. It's the history which is be, which has been given by the Western world and uh, which is being uh, 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 fortified. So there are other, in history, there's a lot of things which have been excluded. Important, it's very important that we pay attention to that and that we start learning to listen to other perspectives and finding out what exactly is the history of, of slavery, of colonialism. Uh, migration is not new and refugees are not new. The, the, the politicians want you to believe this is a new thing happening and it needs a new solution, but this is not true. This, uh, the migration has happened all the time. Millions of people were exported as slaves, you know, so we've dealt with that, with this situation before. We're talking about um, equal rights, about social justice, we're talking about um, racism, about exploitation, about um, unfair um, global economic exploitation and all these things. So, we have to pay attention to these facts.
10: We'll 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 we'll
9: the role Europe plays in all these um, things we talked about, the, the, we mentioned Afghanistan, we mentioned Iraq, we can go to Libya, intervention, the weapon industry, these are all things which we really have to face and tackle. Buddies,
8: will be back And we'll be rising Time is waiting for us With life that has been given to us The air is stifling, stifling us But we will never leave Because our buddies will be back We'll be back will be back will
9: be back With working together, um, it's important to build alliances. Alliances in that all all the movements we are making, all activism is against oppression. So it's not just a matter, it's not just oppression, okay, here I am and I'm working uh, to help refugees. This problem is in every area of life. That's why we say it's institutionalized. So if you're working in a sports club, for example, and in your sports club you have there 80% of the players are from Africa or from wherever, but the people running the sports club are all Danes, something (coughs) is wrong. If you say, I have a project, and it's for, 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 for immigration, better immigration, or to help in the centers, and you all sit there and you're all white, something is wrong. We cannot uh, um, 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 have projects which are totally exclusive, and we are trying to change the society. So everything we do, the, the, the kind of society we want to create has to be reflected in our organizations. It has to be reflected in our projects. So a project which is for refugees, it means then, what do we do? Building alliances, it means we have to approach people, go to people where they are and ask them, what do you need? What do you need? But sometimes what you have is people have their projects, it's already set. Everything is set and they're looking for uh, refugees or people to come and legitimate what they're doing. This is not a genuine solidarity. It's not okay for me to go and plan with my um, German friends. I sit there and plan a project: how the refugee should learn German, how the refugee should integrate. And now I start to look for refugees to place in my topic. In my topic, this is tokenism. Ref people have to be what you mentioned already. People have to be in the process. Those impacted have to be in the process from the beginning. They have to be. In the, in the decision-making process.
8: And we will be saying, the time is now. And we will be saying, the time has come. And we will be saying, the time is now. And we will be saying, the time has come
9: when you have meetings on a project, you look around and say, who is missing? The topic is about this, but who is actually missing in this planning? That, I think, would be a first step to see really, are those impacted, are they in it? Are they in the planning? Are they in the decision-making? Are we listening to come away also from the Eurocentric view? Because I believe this has led to a lot of the problems we have in the world today. We have things, often capitalism, we talk of globalization, transnational companies, but we don't want transnational citizens. So there is a lot of, a lot of um, um, hypocrisy. And we have to look at these things and maybe learn from other indigenous people, indigenous societies. Learn to start respecting the earth and learning to realize there is enough for all of us. There is enough for everybody and there's no need for competition. And the one view which we have is not always the right one. So it means also being humble and relearning, reprogramming our brains and saying, okay, uh, what could be another solution?
10: Will be back.
9: Yeah, so I can just end it there and say like, yes, we try to build long-term relationships. Long-term relationships means all these struggles against oppression are not going to be one year, two year, three year. And also for the people um, who are in camps today, we are fighting oppression, we're not fighting to get a document. We're not fighting to get uh, out of the camp and as soon as the government gives me an apartment, I forget everything. So this means we're in a long time struggle and solidarity also bear in mind with all these things that it's a long term. It's something To get the change we want might take the next 10 years or more. But never mind we stay there and we try to be strong and keep the trust and keep the relationships honest with dialogue and also with respect. Thank you. We'll
11: be back. will be back. We'll
0: be back. will be back. We'll be back. will be
10: back. We'll be back.
0: The Lady Radio Radio Pole with a Youth Subhand Radio Gascoherka.
1: The bridge radio.
3: Now we're back again. Um that was Latoya, and with the recording from Katrina, as I we mentioned earlier. That was a very good talk in my perspective or from our perspective. Um, it's part of one of the things we expect that people get to listen and have their own perspectives on. And now we'll be talking a bit or analyzing a little bit of this uh, interview and talking about or relating it with working together and the previous comment you listened to um, by Hector. Um, one of the main reasons we, I personally say in this working together and solidarity, is that some of the times we will often mistake it or even mistake our own judgment of not realizing the people's or not understanding the people's situation uh, and not understanding what got them there in the first place. And I think this is what reproduces this ignorance of oppression, or of um, um, let's say discrimination inside the groups because despite the fact that we do know that um, we do not have any hands with uh, people's oppression in the past, uh, what has happened maybe 160 years ago. But the reality is that today these oppressions are still happening, that this um, colonization is still in process, but somehow we have denied the, the realities of this uh, colonialization still being present by saying, "Oh, our forefathers this this were not there, but the reality is that they are still present today. People are still going through these problems, and when there is such a group of people trying to talk about it, sometimes we bring our ignorances into these groups without even knowing that somehow we are. Portraying these ignorances of um, colonized, colonized mindsets being present in in the discussions while we're talking about it, um, either knowingly or not knowingly. So, one of the main issues of bringing this um, conversation or interview to you is that we reveal ourselves, that we, many, each of the second, each day that we have to decolonize ourselves, because it is a long time, as we say, it has been a long time that we have been taught like this. So we think it's very, very important that many of the time that we look at ourselves and understand the people we are working with, understand what we are working with, the issue we are working with, before we jump into conclusions of what we want to do.
4: Yeah, and I think it's also like what Latoya says about this, um, not assuming that you know more or know better as somebody who's white or who have citizenship, which I guess is also coming from this kind of colonial background and has a long uh, colonial history. Um, But that's also what she says, like this important about educating ourselves about the history and the issues and from other sides than those of the Western world, which I think many of us have been mostly exposed to. So understanding migration and the perspective of slavery and colonialism. And for this, I also wanted just to mention that actually today there is starting a conference here in Hamburg that is called, I'll try to pronounce it in German, it's called something like Coloniales Vergessen, that also talks about um, the colonial history of Germany and hopefully also the colonial present
3: Exactly, it's also to uh, remind our listeners that if somehow you haven't understood the effect of colonization, the effect of oppression, that you go and to to this conference and listen to them a little bit, and listen to the stories of people from Namibia, and know how the German government also helped, uh, has been involved. In, like, in putting the state in the way that it is today and how that is still present in people's lives today.
4: And this conference is taking place both today from around 2 o'clock and Saturday and also Sunday. And you can find more about it on the internet.
3: So still being on the topic of uh, working together and staying with the trouble of working together, um, we we just would like to refresh people's minds, that activism, activism is not just helping, that activism is working with people, understanding people, not just only working with people, also working with yourself. Because in the sense of when you are working with people who you do not have any understanding of, of their culture, their way of living, the process you start to work with them is the process you start to uh, understand the situation yourself.
4: Um, and so now before we go on we have uh, another song that we want to play for you and it's a wish by one of our strong members in the bridge radio um, who wishes to stay anonymous and the song is called uh, Crazy and it's by Gnarl Sparkley. and um, as she says this song maybe is usually thought about as a love song but for her it's not only about love but it's actually um she devotes it to the asylum system
3: yeah it's also to remind that the asylum system itself is not um the most polite or the most uh, fun place uh, the most fun system to be in so she also devoted this song called uh, crazy in the sense that this this camp and the system itself drives her crazy and other people in the camp and you can also confirm this by many of the asylum seekers who have been in the camps living in the the space of camps is not anything for anyone or any human being so we'll be bringing you this song in order to express how she has felt during these years of living in the camps
12: I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. And when you're out there, without care, yeah, I was out
3: from our friend and now we'll be moving ahead and now we'll be I will be bringing another recording or an art project film that we thought was very important on this particular topic as well it's also something uh, um, a, a project that was done for this particular topic working together which many of us also participated who are also in the same group so this is a film by Nanao, my colleague here. And um, yeah, now we'll be bringing you that. And I wanted to make a few comments on this.
4: Yeah, so I don't have so much to add. But um, other than saying that this is uh, part of like it's the sound side of a film, uh, a short film. Um, and it involves five people with whom I've been working in different groups. And talks about this working together across privileges. Um, And it's not specifically from one group, but more like a general um, collective experiences, thoughts and reflections. Um, And since it's from a film, so you will be hearing some sounds in the background. And that's from some actions that I uh, asked people to carry out. Um, So just that, you know, there's this small sound in between. It's... um, was so part of the the recording, and this was also made in uh, in Copenhagen but um, I still hope that these reflections could be useful here
3: We also hope that somehow with this that people will start a discussion among themselves because the most helpful or uh, helpful critics is mainly when you do it to yourself and you're well well aware about it. So we've also been using these techniques in in terms of trying to stay conscious of our privileges and trying to be aware of how to use it within groups and uh, not to affect anyone. So again, I have to point out a lot of this we do on bridge radio. is also many of the times we do um, uh, radio play. So, you can look at this as a radio player as well, because it's not an interview.
4: Um, and it's it's actually t- some different recordings that altogether comes up to like half an hour, but we'll be playing some music in between. But here's the first clip.
3: And we hope you pay attention.
4: Together ...in different groups consisting of people with very different conditions and privileges, with and without Danish citizenship. In the sound recording, I ask, which challenges do we face when we work together, due to the different roles given by the state? How can we work together in collectives across privileges without reproducing structures of white supremacy?
3: There are different different kinds of uh, how will I call it roles that you as you mentioned that are given by the state one of which if your citizenship is one of that there is a part of what who can do what and uh, when can you do what who is uh, capable of doing what and that already removes the value of everybody in the groups or uh, sort of gives them um, credibility to some people in the group and Makes other people's ability more lesser, so in that way there is already some sort of hierarchy that was already that is already created by either you are a citizen, I'm not, or you are an accepted asylum seeker, you're not. You receive more, or you are more um, outspoken than the other people. You receive more attention than the other people in the group, or you don't. You don't speak well in good english all these hierarchies does exist
13: first of all it's like this is a, a structural material uh, inequality that translates in all of these different like forms in like very not just subtle ways but in economics uh, access to space
14: sometimes i wanted to work with my group but something is blocking me for instance when i live in a camp I have to do something in camp. They call it practice or, or whatever. It's difficult to be active every time. We make a plan, and then I will get some sudden uh, rule from camp or instruction. Just because of, just because of someone say, from this time to this time you have to be this way, this place. I cannot. Be follow all the time my group and then that means I cannot go with them like equally I will be late
13: some of the people in our groups um, face deportation they're deportable and not just in this direct sense where where they can they're under threat of deportation tomorrow or next week but in a more general sense the deportable in in the sense of being unwanted I guess that creates a a lot of barriers uh, in a very concrete way for many of the members of our group. Obviously, uh, differences in in the way that in the security that we are uh, like granted by by the state uh, to lead our lives uh, without thinking about our bodies being in a territory where it's not wanted by the monopoly of violence, for instance some have dreams about being able to stay and some just have a passport then there is not like an unequal distribution of of calmness we have very different economical uh... circumstances of course which is also due to these different uh, legal statuses of the ways that the state sees our bodies differently some of us are seen as threats some of us are seen as uh, uh, prosperous, uh, perhaps slightly rebellious, but still creative and uh, wanted middle-class youth. I guess in in working together uh, m- more concretely perhaps um, this creates uh, the problems of access, I would say, to the decision making.
15: I think we are challenged by the structure that we somehow become. There are even Moments where we, who have citizenship, cannot see these structures and become blind of what we are, how we are acting. I'm sure I'm easily doing things that are m- that are somehow structurally racist uh, that I'm not aware of. But that th- there will be these differences between us because. There is one who would like to have a Danish citizenship and the other has one. So it is also a matter of yeah, being extremely aware of what we come from, each of us.
3: At this stage of our development in the society, it is almost impossible to shake off the idea about um, both privileges or citizenship. So that was um, the first clip from what we wanted to play, but there are still many of it to come. We divided in different spaces due to there were a lot of. Uh, it was a bit longer, so now we would like to bring you a little bit of a song, and then we'll come back to this um, interview or today play.
4: And this. This song that you'll be hearing is by Branko Nunkufiri, uh, Mr. Kamak and it's called Let Me Go and it's a wish and a dedication to Bali who's one of the our dear members in the group and also one of the people who speaks in this uh, recording that you just heard.
3: So we are in a way asking the asylum or immigration systems to let people go. <laughs>
0: Radio Radio Polly Sapancy Radio Gas.
1: The Bridge Radio.
3: The Bridge Radio. 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 That was uh, Branko and
4: Branco Non-Kuf- and Nunkufidi um with Let Me Go and it was a wish by Bali who's a member of the Bridge Radio. So next we will be playing another clip for you um, from the same film that we were just hearing about how um, reflections on working together um, from Copenhagen.
13: ...who speak Danish have an easier way of of fundraising, for instance, for something. And I think that these things also uh, translates into the way a group works, that somebody becomes the providers of certain resources... And some don't have that possibility, and I guess the challenge is how to uh, collectivise the resources that the privilege brings. We are able to sort of have a more integrated life with each other, and all of these informal ways that in which we we speak and speak about our projects together. Um, I think that they become sort of channels for. Uh, also decision making which is not always which is not which is not good
3: many of the times even though we can identify that we see the problem we know that this is the problem and the suggestions we have is not the best way to go or is not the best answer but at the same time because we feel sort of um how will i put it privileged and we make the decisions, uh, if we were part of those who could make the decisions, then every other person's opinion might not really matter.
16: Because the person have the privilege can a little bit decide for you in some way how time we will have a meeting and how time I will meet you. The first time it was a little bit uh, like this, and slowly... We both understand each other. Now I'm feeling a little bit also say something in the group. The person who have a privilege can also see me. I don't know if they see me like the same level.
15: Sometimes a good indicator for something that hits me could be my reaction. If someone is telling me is not agreeing, and if I I get angry, it could be something that this point could actually be that it touches something that is difficult in me or for me or in relation to being in the group. That could be maybe an indicator of something that should be spoken more about somehow. What does it mean that I react like this? I think, and that's a difficult thing, it, it seemed maybe seems to be simple but also to um, listen to each other and that can be very painful sometimes
16: maybe it's just easy to say yeah because we have to be polite that we have the same but in the way we work is not really true they don't treat you the same so I'm a little bit afraid if I say something that you think is that, uh, yeah, it's not really, I mean, not really well, then I'm afraid that you can say you can exclude me in the group.
3: I don't know if I have like illusion of the power to decide. It's very, very important to communicate, to talk with people, to understand that uh, when you say you are showing either solidarity or supporting that, you actually understand what you are doing and not just in the name because I I am privileged to do it. So that's the reason why I'm doing it. And that's the reason why I have to be there and not put, um, put aside this idea that, um, well, I am oh, without me, the group cannot function or without uh, the particular idea of a person, um, that group cannot function.
14: I've never experienced this hierarchy because also, you know, when I attend a group, actually, I'm going to attend the group I like and the group I can work together in an equal way. Just I can decide whatever, what I want on my group. Then no one can take hierarchy on me. Like, I can decide, like, if I like the idea, I can accept. If I don't like or if I not agree on that idea, I can say loud without any problem it's nice actually to hear people at some point when you work together just instead of uh, take a place like always you don't have to talk alone you have to give for the people's chance for example the people's i work with before they decide something at least they let me know that make me like f- really confident so I think it's nice all groups, especially when they are working with people who have another privilege, like for example, people who live in asylum centre or blah blah. It's nice also to hear them and to understand from their from the their perspective also. So it's nice for us when we have friends who can Listen our idea and who can work with us equally, because sometimes in the asylum center, a lot of things like always we get order. In my group, I think the
16: people are really understanding and I'm feeling really comfortable in the way I think and the way I say something.
3: Um this is Lauren Hill coming your way and um we hope that you stay tuned for the rest of the interviews.
12: Blood
10: becomes control. All
12: the Test why Klept C Jeff Flash get scored. Still bad me like you ain't want to be born. John. How your friends stay that hell like my Lord chicken juice chicken bed juice chickens from my phone. Let the dead pigeon, if you're my theosis, then I'm bringing on to hey, Cecilia, nobody shooting, my body's made a hand grenade, girl bled to death while she was talking, sin the razor blade, that sounds sick, maybe one day I'll ride the horror, black killer comes to the gas. Jackson, Acura, Stevie, one deceased, crack babies, speaking knees in their own families. We're getting comin' to what we soon done. Gun by my side, just in case I got the rum. A boy on the side of Babylon Trying to front like you down with Mount Zion. Yeah, yeah.
11: Ooh, la, la.
17: And Lucci find me in my mix who be she eating sushi bumpin' Fuji, hey 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 Try to take the crew and we don't play play Say, say say Like Paul McCartney, I hardly are oh, Look it up, I can see right through your mouth Niggas huffin' they tough but they can't hand, handle us We must be fortified, I could never hide
3: Fugitive, and uh, we are back again on the interview. Just keeping you entertained, and just to remind you, we are not all professionals, so that you also know. Right, uh, so the interview coming your way.
13: These sort of different uh, statuses are not created by our collective, and we are reminded of them of course every day but every time we, we put them into words the way that this feels uncomfortable talking about as proof that it's uh, that we're doing something right we are reminded of how far uh, we have to go which is not comfortable or pleasurable to think about and even though conflicts within groups and and these unequal power structures can seem very so very big because they are like they are so like the system that produces them are so strong is so strong so incredibly strong i think it's very important to also like believe a little bit in in the possibility of of being able to put these things into words and put the conflicts into words that the power structures creates for us because i feel like sometimes all of us get uh, exhausted from from the sort of the unset conflicts that comes out of this and then when once we like dare to think that we can put this into words and we words and we can talk about it then that that gives us all a faith or a hope at least in that we could create something different
16: the good strategy is uh, to create our own language. This language with focusing on the mutual respect. And the things I propose, and I can think, is just to have a dialogue. And in the dialogue, you have to be very respectful.
15: How can we work with, with different positions in the group, to have very uh, meetings with those who have Danish citizenship and to to try and talk through um our position what and what we are doing in the group because uh, those who don't cannot account for i mean it's not their duty to tell us how to <laughs> work somehow or just as a thought experiment like what would it be if if uh, We, with Danish citizenship, were not there.
4: So the song you are hearing in the background is by Mulatto Astadge and the heliocentrics, and it's called Masengo. In this song we today devote to Maria. Who's also Maria Cayola, who's also one of the members of the Bridge Radio and one of the people who speak here in the interview you just heard. Mulatu Astatke is an Ethiopian jazz musician, um, and he introduced what he calls Ethio jazz. And the lyrics you will be hearing is uh, in Amharic. We hope you will enjoy it. Here in the background, it's um, a song by Mulatwa Statke, who's an Ethiopian jazz musician. And we will continue with some more interviews and reflections on uh, how to work together in uh, in groups across privileges. Um, and at the same
3: time, we will be um, playing the same clips. That's continues to talk about privileges and uh, we hope you also listen to all of it because we think it's very interesting to finish and make a conclusion from it. They think that
16: they have the power of the knowledge. They think that they know more that the person, he don't have a privilege. When I think something, uh, don't think is that yeah, because yeah, the education of this person is not really hard. Then it's not really uh, important to recognize these things. But I can also uh, think some things white even then my dictator is not really perfect at you. So the good way is just to listen to person when you talk. Don't 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 only see, but also listen and understand.
13: If it's a cultural project that you're doing together and you have political aims with it, then the people uh, who are not uh, in the camps of the people who have citizenship um, are able to actually gain a lot of things, gain a lot of cultural capital recognition, uh, people thinking that uh, that they are doing good, you know, that they are helping uh, migrants or helping. Refugees, and that this is uh, something that uh, proves that you're a good person or whatever. And people without citizenship, they don't get that. Like they don't get that recognition.
16: The worst part is not only to don't only see me like I don't have a privilege, and don't see me like uh, like what is called like empathy, like is poor. No, just see me like a normal person. Don't feel sad for me, but support me and give me hope. And we don't use the, the help for excuse. Uh, my question is that how you can deal with that you your person you have a privilege i mean don't be perfect because no one is perfect don't
13: we have to unlearn the idea that of the humanitarian idea that uh, that when uh, that a migrant or asylum seeker or refugee uh, is somebody to have um, to make to take charity, and that other people would be able to provide that charity.
3: As a as a group, it's very very difficult sort of to sometimes see these things or even like talk about it when there's already some set of stereotype you have in your head or you grew up with. Even though you work together with people, many of the times uh, it's not acknowledged. of People just do not know that such things—they are even doing it. Let's say, for instance, discrimination. For instance, some of the times you see it in the working groups or in groups that people are working, even though it might not be the intention. So many of the times, I just feel like one of the things I have noticed is the ignorance of it.
16: The place where uh, I am from, uh, when it was colonized, they was say to that that is good because they give house a good civilization so I was kind of like grow up with these things that they always teach me that I'm I'm small I'm the person have to respect the person have a privilege when uh, I was being the group and to see all the person have a privilege and me I don't have for me it was kind of like automatically the thing that was be that when I was really young, that when I was really baby, because it was teaching me that the person have a privilege, you have the think self to decide, and you have to don't, I mean, say everything you want, you have to respect that, you have to agree with that. Every day, you we have to make to change these things because we was grow up like this. I mean, you, you was grow up in this privilege.
13: I think uh we have to unlearn um internalized racism of course all of us but especially the white people and um the people with citizenship such as me so white white people and people with citizenship needs to learn that uh migrants and and brown people are not stupid and of course it is a, it has a long colonial history uh of thinking about brown people and and perhaps not migrants, uh, but but like oppressed uh, colonized peoples as being stupid and primitive and not being able to do things the right way. Um, And that needs to be under and that can be very difficult in some groups for people to understand that in practice. And I think also for myself it has been, like I've noticed that in myself sometimes however little I want to admit it or like however disgusted I am by noticing that in myself.
3: One, first of all, has to admit to themselves that whatever they are working on or the groups in which they are working on, they are going to work with these groups in order in order to stop reproducing anything that supports white supremacy. Is the first thing you have to put at the back of your mind. We do not um, ask, since we are trying to fight against this oppression or against white supremacists, what do we actually do so that we do not reproduce the same thing? A lot of people do not ask themselves these questions. They just want to jump into the, <laughs> into the whatever is it that you're doing and let's, let's just do it together. For, for somebody who is oppressed, of course, they have to think about this. I want to advise or we advise people who want or who wishes to fight against it to actually articulate in everything they do, how, how that is either supporting or fighting against what they want to fight against.
4: So we just take a small break from these recordings, um, and we do this with a song by Jill Scott that is called Johannesburg. Enjoy. Say
2: the one good tell my brother, have you heard?
3: We are also talking about this. We're working together and dealing with refugees and migrants. We also like to remind quite a lot of the people in the Copenhagen, in um, Yuland, that as of two days ago, there were also some people who were detained in Castle Gore from, um, from Castle Gore to Elebeg who are under forced deportation. We also want to show solidarity with our friends and comrades who are there. And uh, to remind them that we are still backing them up. And we also reach out to a lot of the activists to please show support and solidarity to them in any way they can. So today we give a shout out to them and hope that they are still strong and we are thinking of them.
4: And so we go on with the last clip from this um, uh, film uh, about working together across privilege. So these are reflections coming from Copenhagen, and we hope you will uh, find it interesting.:
15: Would we make experiments in in us with us as a group, you know and the structure somehow, and to to be open towards that things can fall apart or become stronger by doing experiments of yeah what what a group is somehow? it's not always fun and to, to, to look at these structures because they, if you really want to be serious about it, then they, it has consequences.
16: Every day I have to make this exercise to <coughs> see myself also, like, in the same level that you, and to do not see myself, like, without privilege. And I think you also, then you, we, you have to make the same things. And even then, you will have the different way. It then will meet.
15: This unlearning, I guess, takes all life because it's uh, something that, that, as I said, as we become, so you, you don't think otherwise.
16: The first thing to find a solution is that to know the problem with exist. The solution is just to listen and to talk without taboo.
13: What we're aiming at is like revolting against these structures that create the unequal privileges and see how concretely we can build structures that um, allows for some sort of a subversive use of the unequal privileges then we have to be happy together, I think, also. Like, make each other somehow believe that we can do something that would be actually subversive.
3: Every Many of us are privileged in many things. And if we want to work in a group, we have to understand that a lot of us, one can be privileged in one, one aspect and the other people can be privileged in the other aspect. So it's very, very important that we do acknowledge this and understand that as a group, if we are working together, of course, we cannot um, move ahead, except if everyone is along. When we try not to reproduce the same thing, I don't think there's actually a specific um, way to try or a plan to try to do that rather than people looking into themselves and actually saying to themselves telling themselves the truth about other people how they deal with other people how they talk about other people's issues I think it's very very important that we start realizing that we have to extend the hand in whatever we do, we have to fight together in whatever we do. If we really want to fight for something, uh, if we choose the cause of what we want to fight for, let's stay truth, t- truthful to each other in order to achieve that and not divert from it because of some um, personal glory or some personal benefit. Because at the end of the day, it's work is our struggle. So... That was the whole program for this particular section of the interview. And uh, I hope this somehow brings um, a light or opens up the discussions of other groups uh, so that they can also discuss within themselves and be able to see what the privileges and um, discrimination that is within the groups and finding better, good ways to deal with it and work together. We hope that somehow that this will motivate people to take these considerations.
4: However, we are not finished with this uh, topic. We have more recordings that we want to present to you. But before we go on, we have a song by Kate Tempest and it's called Europe is Lost.
17: In the basement flat by the garages where the people dump their mattresses, Esther's in her kitchen making sandwiches. The slaps on her blinds are all wonky and skewed. You can see her from the street before she moves out of view to kick her boots off tired feet. She wipes her forehead with her wrist. She's just back from a double shift. Esther's a carer, doing nights. Nice. Behind her on the kitchen wall is a black and white picture of swallows in flight. Her eyes are sore, her muscles ache, she cracks a beer and swigs it. She holds it to her thirsty lips and necks it till it's finished. It's 4.18am again. Her brain is full from all she's done that day. She knows that she won't sleep a wink before the sun is on its way. She's worried about the world tonight. She's worried all the time. She don't know how she's supposed to put it from her mind. Lost America, lost, London lost. Still, we are clamoring victory. All that is meaningless rules. We have learnt nothing from history. The people are dead in their lifetimes, dazed in the shine of the streets. But look how the traffic's still moving. System's too slick to stop working. Business is good, and there's bands every night in the pubs. And there's two for one drinks in the clubs. And we scrub up well off the work and the stress and now all we want some excess, better yet eh? not to remember that we'll soon forget all of the blood that was bled for these cities to grow, all of the bodies that fell, the roots that were dug from the earth so these games could be played, I see it tonight and the stains on my hands, the buildings are screaming I can't ask for help though nobody knows me, hostile, worried lonely, we move in our packs and these are the rats we were born to working and working so we can be all that we want and dancing the drug but even the drugs have got boring but well, sex is still good when you get it to sleep to dream to keep the dream in reach to each a dream don't weep don't scream just keep it in keep sleeping in what am I gonna do to wake up Stopping medical sedators But don't worry about that man Worry about terrorists The water level's rising The water level's rising The animals, the elephants The polar bears are dying Stop crying, stop buying But what about the oil still? Shh. No one likes a party poop And spoils for
4: massacres Massacres, massacres New shoes
17: Get a watch children Murdered in poor daylight
4: But those employed What you're listening to here Is uh, Kate Tempest With the song Europe is lost and next we
3: will be presenting we will be bringing you another conversation by uh, a group of activists um, in copenhagen uh, done by nana when she was presenting another topic on this particular issue was doing another project on this issue uh, of working together in common spaces so this what you'll be hearing next is going to be the conversation of people talking about this who are quite aware in different ways of this privilege we're talking about because I also believe that there is many ways that this faces of privileges is is not we are not only talking about uh, citizens because even among the um, migrant activist community there is also privileges in this place which many of the times I myself I have witnessed that I might I am in that position of um, being privileged So let's not take it very hard on ourselves also just being aware that anyone can be privileged in different ways so this particular talk also shows that in different perspective
4: and i just want to add that this was made uh, the recordings from the 22nd of march um, like steve said in copenhagen and you will hear people speaking there from freedom of movements group the Bridge Radio and from the Contact Network for Rejected Asylum Seekers, all of the groups in Copenhagen.
3: So, would you be hearing that in a second?
18: Because one question is the big, like, organizational structures, how, how should we structure our organizations? But there's also the question, how do we relate to each other as activists together in the groups? And where, as you said before, it's not useful to be this <coughs> savior and someone who should be saved, that's not a good relation. And we often talk about kinds of relations that we don't want in our groups. We don't want the relations of this the saved person and the savior. And we don't definitely want the relation of the colonizer and the colonized. So what are ways that we can imagine, like new ways of relating to each other, what would be metaphors for them, or how could we conceptualize them? For a long time I had this, um, I heard in a similar conversation like this some years ago, someone said that it's a good idea, if you're someone with a lot of privilege who enters into a movement, to think of the people that this movement is about is the boss and you're the intern. And I thought that was a useful principle for some time, but then I also thought, do we really want our relations and our activist groups to Look like what is in the capitalist workplace, like why don't why why do we not have a imaginary that goes beyond that about the relations that we that we want and maybe s- some ways of conceptualizing it could be like that we want to sort of predicate our activist relations on the principle of friendship. Maybe that's useful in some ways. And then think about what are the values that we have in friendship. It's definitely honesty and commitment, not just walking away when something gets difficult and mm-hmm. not just being there for a month and then leaving and it's also sort of like with your friends you don't vote about how things are and then if you are not the majority then you get upset you have a dialogue instead as you say so maybe that could be a starting point I don't think that's like the whole answer but just like this notion of thinking how do we want our relations to look what could be metaphors for it
16: I think it's also, uh, according to your question, also, it's, it's also like how the society was built, this kind of like a white supremacist that they are the one decide. Mm. And uh, it was building in so, 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 so long years. I mean, it's kind of a century. So, and it's, it's not easy for the group, like I would say, bridge where they just like, Four years of Fabian, year, we just start to kind of like change completely uh, how the society was being for uh, a long time or something.
19: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just practice every day. So I, th- I, st- I can think of three dimensions to your question. So the first one is the one you're touching, in Bali, which is about this thing that is a constant struggle, exactly. right? That just like for people who are in the asylum system, Every day is a constant struggle, right, to survive. People who are, you know, oppressed in different ways. Every day is a constant struggle. So the struggle against privilege is also a struggle that is a constant one, you know. Every single day. You cannot call yourself... You cannot say that you're anti-racist and, you know, that's it, right? Exactly. It stops there, right? It has to be like sort of a constant process of... Um, learning that what these privilege are, and that's that's the problem with privilege that they seem as natural things, right oh. and therefore that the wealth that comes from that privilege you also seem you also feel you deserve it somehow, right So part of like fighting against privilege is to see that that's actually that wealth and that resources that you have because of privilege. They're actually not yours, you know. They're the product of, you know, a long history that uh, is a history that we must learn and that the fact that you can now feel that that belongs to you is precisely the product of that history, <laughs> which is a very painful history, right? So part of the um, fighting against privilege is precisely uh, starting to see what things in your life you think are natural and it's your right to have those things and to to see uh, whether those things really belong to you right Mm. Uh, because you know there's still you know they even though like colonized people they're told every time that you know they should get over it you know when black people ask for reparations for slavery and stuff like that they're told to get over it you know it's not like all these, like, the world we live in and the privilege that people have are the product of, you know, this long colonial history. And it's something that, you know, we haven't addressed at all yet. And it's not about saying sorry and feeling guilty about it. You know. It's about doing it concretely with practices. So now bringing this to our organizations, it means that there is what I was saying before about the redistribution of wealth within the organization, who controls the resources of the organization, Mm -hmm. who controls the money, who decides how that money is spent, uh, who decides what is relevant to spend that money, and to go against that idea, right? So that the people who usually don't have uh, the control of those resources have that control, right? Which is, you know, migrants, which is refugees, you know, people of color. And this connects to the second question, which is about the decisions broadly of the organization. Who defines, uh, you know, what the organization is about, what the objectives are, should be the people that uh, are concerned with the problem. You know, I think that's one something that is very important. And I think that we have addressed, we're trying to address this quite well. You know, slowly we're getting, we're approaching that point where it is like. Uh, people with a migration background, immigrants, refugees, whatever you want to call them, who are in the position of taking the decision. I think that one area where we should work a lot is the question of, of uh, who controls the money and the resources because it's what I, in all the organizations I've been, except Freedom of Movements, which I think we're working on that quite well, mm-hmm. uh, haven't addressed this question of resources. And I guess the, the last part is, uh, like, a lot of communication, you know, a lot of, like... uh, You know, it's it's not an easy process and it's not supposed to be easy, you know. We have this idea that solidarity is supposed to be an easy thing, but it's a fucking difficult thing because the whole world is designed against solidarity, you know. The world in which we live live now, the the world we're socialized, is designed so that people are not solidary with each other. If solidarity were a, was was something what you say about relations, if if the human beings in all the planet related to each other with relations of solidarity, I don't think we would have and also understanding, like lot, yeah, and understanding, right? So it's like this solidarity comes with understanding. Exactly. Perhaps that's yeah. like what I also touching upon what I was saying before, exactly. right? That yeah. once you get to know like where people come from and understand their position and no. understand like. Uh, the kind of ways of thinking from where they come from, the traditions and all that stuff, you know, the, the freedom fighters from their own tradition, you know. And once you make those freedom fighters your own heroes, right, when you admire them, that then you achieve a certain kind of understanding about uh, who people are and why did they end up in the situation in which they are, right? So I think those three things, you know, money, power, and uh, solidarity, you know, these are the three things that we, we must address. Also, white. And I think white. that a lot of the thing with at least the question of wealth and who controls the resources within the organization has to do with trust. Yeah, exactly. That people who, uh, people of color within an organization, you know, even though we want to go against these stereotypes, we sometimes it's internalize them and we think, you know, they're not really capable of. To do this know, to do the to control the resources, they won't know what to do with it, which is precisely what you know colonialism is based on, right? That okay. the people you go there, you don't colonize it, but you're gonna civilize them, right? Because they don't mm-hmm. know how to do things themselves. And I think that you know there's this question of trust, like relating to each other with trust and trusting that people, you know, have the capability to do the same things that you can do.
0: The Legge Radio, Radio Pole, Radio Jess, Radio Gascoherka,
1: The Bridge Radio. radio
3: well, that's a song coming your way. That's a song coming your way, and it's by Melanie A Repetition.
4: And this song was uh, was a wish from uh, Nana Dela, who is one of our comrades in uh, Copenhagen and who's also speaking in this clip we just played for you.
3: As you have been hearing from the clip, as you have been hearing from the clip, you could also hear the discussions of how it has been going and how people actually articul- uh, try to decolonize their minds in working together and trying to find means of working together. Our only advice is going to be that many of the times, from what has been said so far, that it's many of the times difficult, as you said earlier, that to figure out what to do in these spaces. And um, if at all anything has to be done, that the best ways to do it is always that you work with the person who you intend to either work with and not help. That is the message here, so that we do not miss misunderstand these two things because from the past it has always been in the favor of the uh, in the favor of the colonial mindsets to always present themselves or even when you look at like the humanitarian thing we are looking at today it is almost in the um, pact that you have to come and save the person but many of the times these things are not what is required we do not require people coming to save people we require people coming to work with people people who come to understand the situation with the people and know how to deal with it and not coming to save them or not coming to help them because many of the times that's not what they do need the people themselves many of the time know what they need but they do not have the resources or uh, have the political um, um, views uh, the political strength to be able to, to carry these things out in the society
4: so we have one more part from this very same um, conversation um, that we would like to play for you. So here it comes.
0: If we hate each other, if we divide each other, if we don't know each other, we, it doesn't work for the future. It still uh, you know, creates hate, crime, or uh, like uh, divide people. So that we have to unite it and then to do something. That's
4: my opinion. Mm. (laughs)
0: Something big. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I was just thinking, I just wanted to make one comment about this with privilege, because I think also often I see, and I've experienced that in myself, like how when you suddenly, through this work, realize this inequality that is, and the status that you have, like the privilege you have, that for many people it can also paralyse them, that they kind of turn passive. And I think this is really one of the big dangers that we actually have to work against because as Eden said also, these privileges that or these yeah things that the privilege brings, the resources the privilege brings, is definitely needed for the struggle. Mm-hmm. And we need to find a way to weaponize them and to mm-hmm. collectivize them so that it's not about like if you have access to different places like trying to to not have it, I guess, but trying mm-hmm. to find finding a way to to share that access mm. in a collectivized way, um, and if, there, if, if the guilt is blocking you for doing something, maybe it's about finding some support. Like now, I'm thinking mostly about white people finding some support services. Mm-hmm with other white people to talk about this, because I think also it's not people of colour, people who this group, it's who should be the ones who should kind of... uh, Mm -hmm. Listen to it. Yeah, listen to that. (laughs) Or like, if you want to tell you, like, it's okay, you don't have to... You're think a good person. Other people are the ones who should be accountable for that. But of course it's something that is present many places, so I think it's also something that is worth to take serious for the struggle that we have. Mm. Mm. But, but I, I, and I think also sometimes this guilt can also create this, at least I've experienced it myself, like, where you like, sacrifice in position, where you yeah, just I try know. to dissolve yourself and sacrifice any, everything. And I think also this kind mm. of way of moving is also not very healthy, mm. it's also a way that kind of burns people out. So it's about like, finding ways that is like healthy, where we kind of support each other. Yeah. That's yeah. I just wanted to
18: add a small thing about this with burnout and sacrifice because I think that um, it's very very much present in our movements this idea that now I realized I have privileges so now I should work so hard that I almost don't get enough sleep and enough food and I'm behind on everything because I'm, I just have to be in this struggle so constantly and I think we often maybe idealize that a bit but something that I see happens is that when people overwork mm they actually become a a less good activist in the sense that then it becomes more difficult to take criticism. Because if you're working hours and hours and hours and not sleeping enough and feeling very stressed, and someone criticizes you and says, hey, maybe it's not helpful that you did this and this with your privilege, then people become extremely defensive and feel like, oh, but I did so much work, how can you say that, I didn't sleep for a week, and... It's, it's actually incredibly harmful for our good relations in the struggle that people are pushing themselves too much. Mm. Mm. So we need to kind of figure out a better ideal for what is, yeah. what is a way of doing activism here. Mm. And I think... And I think that
19: people. actually Michael X was always saying that to people, like white people that were approaching them. They were mm. saying, like, go and organize within your community, you know, mm. go and, like and uh, try to do something within the real community and when you're ready then come to me and then we can mm. work together but until you have done the homework basically mm. you know, like mm. trying to do the actual work and seeing how you're gonna like apply your anti-racism in practice mm. then don't come to me because you know we're just gonna be losing time and you know yeah. having discussions that i've had with a lot of people right
3: so Yeah, the discussions we you were hearing earlier was from the continuation of the last ones we were playing. Also, to continue to talk about how to deal with privileges and how these privileges, many of the times when you realize it, even many of the times get you depressed. That you even sometimes get out from the um, um, from the movement or from the activist uh, movement. But that's also one of the things which we should be talking about because this has many effects for many of us. In the sense that when you think about somebody who is in the same group with you and you're giving your all and it's not being acknowledged and uh, rather you get criticism. I mean, I believe many of this is also the things that the colonial mindset has done to us here. When we talk about when somebody like Hector talks about uh, the aspect of all of us somehow being a victim of this and why we have to somehow heal together is because I, as a person also, even from the migrant community, I uh, many of the times see this problem where people feel like they are doing a lot and they are not being recognized about what they're doing. It's also that these pressures of you having to sacrifice or make up for the past many of the times put a lot of pressure on people that they have to feel like they have to do a lot. And when that is not recognized by the community you are working with uh, or trying to uh, work against the oppression, then that looks as if you are not doing anything at all. And in many ways that is very, very um, not helpful to any of us. So it's very, very important to acknowledge in our groups that we have to all the time help one another in realizing or recognizing what they do or what they offer to the group the time the energy uh, time wasted all these things are all we contribute to the group and at the same time know when you should not push for anything because in the sense when you push for too much many of the times it sort of looks like uh, it's the same colonial mindset that you're trying to present here again. So I think all, in all all in all, all we have to do is learn how to talk to each other, learn how to appreciate what each other has done, so that in one way or the other, we can be able to get across this um, working with privilege. I oh, don't know what working with privilege.
4: So I just wanted also as a concluding comment, say... Uh that I guess, as uh, as was also mentioned in this talk, that it's about also realizing that maybe what you take as natural or for granted, like privilege that you as as uh, for instance citizens has, that is not something that, in that sense, actually belongs to you. And and so I think our task is finding ways of. Um, I mean, it's not that we shouldn't, like that these privileged, they should be used as a strength in our movement. So finding ways that we can actually weaponize them and use them collectively. So what you're hearing here in the background is a song by Bob Marley. It's called Exodus, and it's a wish by Jose, who's one of the people you heard in the program. Uh, He says, uh, for him, it's about not being satisfied with your life, your living. It's about moving together knowing where you're from and knowing where you're going and about being in a movement of people determined to be free.
3: And to that regard, somehow we are almost out of time and we'll be almost ending the program here. But before we do, I would like to say that very thank you very much to all of our listeners who were listening with us and I hope you did enjoy the program and I hope that you are going to join us the next times w- through this series in this month and you are we're listening to staying with the trouble in activist spaces and I'm, i am steve and my colleague Nana. and we'll be playing you a song uh, by a few arts and I'm not matching anymore this is also a song to dedicate to our today's um, atmosphere of the world. We also saying we are not marching against... We are marching against this uh, oppression. We are marching against wars. We are marching against um, capitalism. So please enjoy the song.
4: And uh, just as a last comment, I wanted to bring up again this that um, in this weekend there will be a, a conference that we urge you to participate in. Yes. It's called "Colonialis Vergessen." Yes. Uh, and it's pl- taking place today in a few hours, um, tomorrow and Sunday.
3: So please come by and um, see what they have.
4: And it's about the German colonial present and past. So what you were listening to were... The bridge radio in sending live from FSK. Have a good Friday.
3: You have a good weekend. Mm
20: -hmm. Now look how we won with a saber and a gun. Now, is it worth it all? For I stole California from the Mexican land, fought in the bloody Civil War. Yes, I even killed my brothers and so many others, but I ain't marching anymore. For I marched to the battles of the German trench in a war that was bound to end all wars. Oh, I must have killed a million men and now they want me back again, but I ain't marching anymore.
0: Del day radio radio radio
1: radio.